0: Good Thursday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Thursday night throwdown presented to you by the Sideline Junkies and also Anchor <laughs> FM Stream Yard uh and the 21 other pl- uh, platforms that we are on. As you can see, got the Midnight Rider. Ben, uh in the dark corner on this side, you have the boss BJ still setting up, and then you got me, the big guy KG. Um First and foremost, let me let me let me do this. Let me let me share this. Um, today, September 22nd, 2022, gotta say this we celebrate the birthday of the man that's cool as ice, twice as nice, and they never had a bad day in his damn life, Junie. Happy birthday, brother.
1: Happy birthday,
0: and sir. On the road to recovery, keep getting well, keep fighting because we got a lot of NBA to talk about when you get back we got to catch up and we're going to start from the beginning and we're going to address these, uh these youngins talking about these old heads and not knowing how 90s basketball was. So we got to address that when you come back, but uh, got to get, had to say that first and foremost, happy birthday, Junie. Um, of course we, we just, we, we can't wait till you get back. Cause uh, that's going to be an epic show. I think we might have to slap three hours for that. So uh, first up, oh shoot i'm trying to use the mouse. first thing we got on the agenda today <laughs> we gotta do it Go emmy udoka emmy udoka there it is that guy right there emmy uh-huh. udoka. fiance of nia long you don't know who nia long is if you've never seen friday you've never seen love jones uh best man um fresh prince of Bel Air, she was lisa um geez man uh, you name it and and as you can see that's why the banners are kelly green but uh emmy udoka is facing possible suspension i heard he's i've just read he was he may resign because he had a consensual sexual relationship with a subordinate first it was just a person of the of the organization now it's a subordinate um, of course, her name hasn't been released. Uh, we don't know who she is, we don't know the circumstances. Um, before I pass it to the Midnight Rider, and then I pass the uh the boss BJ. Um, Lady C, who is on special assignment tonight, made sure to give her statement on said subject. Her Uh-oh. statement was if you don't know what the hell a sneaky link is, and you don't know how to shut your goddamn mouth, don't have sneaky links. That's from her. So I'm going to give it over to the, the Midnight Rider. And y'all take it away and I'll finish it up.
1: I, I think this is a little funny because I think this broke in the middle of the night. Um, I want to say I saw it like like 5 or 6 o'clock in the, in the morning. And so the I think this is the microcosm of what's wrong with our world now. Because they said it was part of his staff. And then all of a sudden Allison Fiesta shows up and now I'm hearing that she might not even be one of the people. So that gets interesting because then it's how do you walk it back with her personal life if she wasn't the one. So that's one thing I, you, you gotta be concerned about. Um, the other thing is, I think I must say Boston must've had something in their bylaws all of a sudden, maybe just because of what they've seen recently with Robert Sauver, and maybe even Dan Snyder's case where Maybe they come down hard on um fraternization. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are, but it's, it's just amazing that something like this has come out because a lot of things get done in the dark. Uh, I know that this isn't the only situation where someone of power or someone with some power has done something like this. So I find it interesting that this came out um the way it did, especially on the hills of Robert Sarver. Saying he was gonna sell the team. So you kinda of have to wonder if there's any kind of connection there. I'm gonna let BJ go. I'm here. I'm just trying to fix my camera.
2: Um so are they saying I I, I gotta get caught up. Are they saying now that the the woman he had a consensual uh relationship with is not part of the organization?
1: No, so what they're saying is they're still, both of them are part of the organization. The only one that's really been named is, there's, a, I guess it's a vice president of public relations or something like that. Forget the title. Um, but that one is confirmed. So allegedly. I'll say allegedly. So, so that way nothing comes back to us. But she's been the only thing that's been named so far. Everything else has kind of been quiet. So they're still trying to figure out the next person.
2: Yeah, and that's you know, if Boston has rules and Celtic has rules about fine, does that warrant a, a year suspension? Like the whole you know, I'm speaking from a man's view. It just seems fishy and I don't like this. See, here here's the double standard this time. This person that he's having sexual relationship with is a part of the organization. Why isn't her name across the TV and and social media and stuff too, because technically she's a part of the Celtics and she's a part of sports, so it's not a it's not a instance where this was, um, you know, something you know that could have been worse, like rape or something. This is a consensual relationship. Uh, I guarantee, if he's having relations with one of the players, both of those names would have been out. So that's. I this just, just speaks on the double standards of this this world we live in. If if we're to treat people as equals, women especially, why isn't her name across social media? Why is he the only face of this? And I'm with I'm with the Midnight Rider. It just seems so fishy. The time. and if Boston knew this, Boston could have kept this under wrap if they wanted to. We've seen them do it before. Not and not just boss. We've seen organizations keep stuff under wraps for as long as they can, as tight as they can. Um it just it just seems fishy. Um, you know, I, I heard heard men not right you know, of course there's reports that, you know, job isn't at jeopardy. Um it just you know, and I'm not I saw that you're not going gonna speak on that
1: because
2: a whole different show a whole different that's something for not for a sports show to talk talk about what I just saw there but um it's just it just reeks man it, it and it, it it's crazy just as a male everything that you see it just you is whether it's the Celtics is it or oh, somebody tried to break off a relationship and now I'm gonna report it Because you don't want to be with me, we're gonna find out coming days. Because guess that came out, we don't have to talk about Brett Favre selling five million dollars. So I, that's I, I just I don't understand it. KG, that's KG. What you got, man?
0: See, what you say, and that's why I did that motion, because you're sweeping the Brett Favre thing under the rug. That's taking that off the table. So Brett Favre can breathe, breathe now. You know, everybody was ripping ESPN about double standards, how Michael Vick served his time in jail for dog fighting, two years, uh, and people still don't want him a part of anything to do with the NFL after all this time. Brett Favre steals $5 million from welfare fund. And it's, like, oh, well, you know, it's just $5 million. I mean, it's okay. Then we got this thing with the Celtics. Now, allegedly, it's this young lady. Uh, and Udoka is getting ripped on social media. Men, women, anybody that has a, a, a platform on social media is ripping. How could you cheat on Nia Long and is that, number? But you don't know the dynamics of their relationship. You don't know if they have an a, a open relationship. You don't know if they're poly and, you know, they was all three of them hooking up. At one time, allegedly, we don't know any of this. So you're sitting there, you're ripping him about him getting it on with another chick because it's not Nia Long. Granted, Nia Long is everybody, almost everybody's crush from the 90s. I've always loved her. He's had pictures of her all over the wall. We're in a different time right now. Just because it doesn't work for you, I can't be in no poly relationship because I don't like to share. Nine times out of ten, if you really, really think about it, you're in a poly relationship because you're sharing. And sometimes you just don't know. I'm just saying. But you don't know the extent of their relationship. So ripping him on social media and ripping him a new one and, oh, you stupid. You shouldn't have did this. But y'all didn't say that about Jada Pinkett. Y'all laughed at Will Smith. So... This whole thing, I don't even think this should have been on ESPN. It should have been any kind of news. And I agree with Stephen A. Smith, which is something I don't do often. I love him, but I don't agree with him. And I will say this. He said something that was poignant and spot on. Boston leaked this. This could have stayed in-house. Boston leaked this. Nobody out in Utah and L.A. did this. Boston leaked this. Boston could have kept this under wraps and could have shut the hell up, dealt with it in-house, and been finished.
1: Midnight Rider. You got it. So I think, so again, because we're reporting this and the story has legs the whole time, I think one of the things was they were asking him to stop the relationship with the two women. I guess he declined or whatever. So that's also part of the reason why I guess this came out is because it's kind of been building in the background. I guess today was the day that we had to let it out, Um, which again, I just find ironic, but I mean, yeah, okay.
0: You know what? I could say something right now, but I'm not even going to say it because I, I, it's kind of weird that, of all things, that's what you got to come up with, huh? Now, if he was a single man, would this still be a problem? Two consenting single adults finding love at work—would that still be a problem? Nah, mm. it wouldn't It'll be a no problem at all. But because he's engaged, not married, he's engaged, and you don't know the extent of their relationship, you don't know if he got a hall pass or whatever. Get it out your system before we get married, you don't know none of that,
1: mm. right? Go any- ahead, go ahead and let it go. Because
0: it's going to, I, I, what I got to say is the fake outrage about it, and the fake outrage from chicken pecking sambo ass motherfuckers that was okay with demore smith being described as having lips like a michelin tire you were okay with that but you're so outraged about this same sick motherfucker that would sell his people down the river if it was left up to him never got nothing good to say about people of color and it's this fake outrage about this i don't give two shits who emmy udoka sticks his penis in that's his, if, if, if he didn't take it by force, it's consensual. Dog, have at it because I know he ain't damn trying to concern what I'm smashing. Why should I be concerned with what, he, what he's smashing?
1: And the person I don't see why this is, new to is to. It's Jason, Jason Whitlock. There you go.
0: I'm, don't want to break the lead. Oh, no. Jason Whitlock, bitch ass. I can't stand him. I couldn't stand him for years because of the things he said about RG3. Him and Rob Parker. Oh, he doesn't know how to be a black guy. What? Tell me how to be a black guy. I want to see you tell me how to be a black guy. That's what I want you to do. Tell me how to be a black guy because you don't know how to be one. All you're looking for is a little handout so you can get patted on your head, you bitch-ass motherfucker. I can't stand that nigga. Like, I really can't. And he is a nigga, and I mean that. I can't stand him because he don't never had nothing positive to say about people hey, of color.
2: Hey, the checkbook empty. So these fines Man, are cur- these fines is coming down, going straight to your pocket. That's okay, fine. I just want to let you know.
0: That's fine. And if, if Whitlock ever in D.C., he wants to settle up, hey, man, there's plenty of parking lot and space we can knuckle up. You don't need no security. You can catch these fail ones all day long. All right. I don't like you, and I'm don't. not – I don't. You don't have nothing positive. I understand being critical, but if you don't have nothing positive to say about nobody of color, I have a problem with that. Coming from a person of color, I got a problem with that. You're always negative. Every change you think you're
1: negative.
0: That keeps his name relevant. Man, I've seen people that. Relevant. Yep. Mm. But this is, this is, this right here, this Emmy Udoka thing, I don't even see why this is news. Like, it's news because it's a black coach. I didn't want to go there, but that's what I feel it is. It's
1: news because it's a black coach. Why you got to bring Reese Boston
2: Celtics? And it's just, like I said, Ben Ben said what time it came out this morning. It's just like, what? Huh? Like, I ain't even had a chance to brush my teeth. <laughs> and I got notifications about this man and uh, a, a, a affair with somebody in the organization. And I know this is a little off topic, but what do you expect when people, these jobs got you working 8, 10, 12 hours a day? You spend more than half your life at your job. What do you expect somebody not to get close? It's just not realistic for two human beings to be around each other. Whether you like each other or dislike each other. You're going to get to know somebody. Things are going to... And, you know, then you got people walking around in secret versus having a happy, open relationship. And like I said, if this was a man, if Doka was dating... It wouldn't be no issue. He have all types of support from LGBTQ community, if those letters are correct. Um, but like it's like like the big guy KG said, you don't know what his situation is. I find it hilarious that the the, the the different women are have something to say about it. Um because we know as men why men step out. I don't care how pretty you are. I don't care what you look like, how many posters men had on your wall. You can still be a clown and be annoying. Okay. That, and, and, that, <laughs> and, that, and that's whether you're knee-along, like me personally, I don't just.
0: Nah. Well, that's what and I that's said another, almost everybody.
2: That's another show that we're going to have to create for just like. Entertainment stuff. I ain't
0: gonna talk about
1: that
0: <laughs> nope. I will say this. Putting, you know, going off on him on Twitter about something that's going on in his personal life. And then I see people talking about man, how you fumble the bag, you fumbled the bag twice in less than a year. You fumbled the, the the uh you fumbled the finals, and then you fumble a knee alone. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors in their home. Now, what if it comes out in two days that, you know, they've taken a break from each other and this wasn't him cheating. This is a Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union thing where they took a break and he found somebody else to chill with for a little bit. Then everybody going to have egg on their face, but they'll they'll do whatever they can to justify it and drag his name through the mud and uplift her. Not saying that either one of them are wrong. Leave them alone. Let them work that out. That's between a couple. When 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 you have a relationship between a man and a woman, a man and a man, a woman and a woman, however you fucking slice it. Whatever problems they have is between them. Let them work out their problems. Dirty laundry like this should not be aired in the uh 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 in the public. So but we gotta move on. And we got a game tonight. So this is a divisional game. This is used to be one of my favorite games other than Pittsburgh and uh, Baltimore. But we got the Steelers versus the Browns, the Midnight Rider. I know you have the line, the over-under. Give us that so we can get a little something-something going on with this.
1: On the mute button. There we go. All right, so we use the FanDuel for this. Um, so the line I have is Cleveland minus four and a half. And then the over-under is 37 and a half. Uh-oh, I see faces. Go ahead, let it go. That's low, ain't it? No. And you got Cleveland favorite? Man. Have you, have you seen Pittsburgh offense? That's why the over-under is 37 and a half. Like y'all yeah, gotta remember, this is fishing time. They trying to they. This is to get some action, also. So okay. this is always trying to be right.
0: Mm. This
1: is always trying to get you to make a move and feel like you're smarter than them. Mm.
0: Mm-mm. The, mm-mm. No, no, because you think it's gonna mm. be over, KG. Yeah, well, Pittsburgh did. Pittsburgh and the Steelers had a shootout week one, 23-20. Um, they struggled That's against the, the Patriots. It was sloppy. It was a sloppy shootout, but it was a shootout. I mean, come on now. They won on, on, off the skin of their collective teeth.
2: I was gonna say something.
0: But I'm, gonna <laughs> shut
2: up. I'm gonna shut
0: up. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up.
2: Oh my god.
0: Come on now. No, don't, don't come on now. Don't be like
2: that. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, but is,
0: P- P- is Pittsburgh offense that inept that they can't put up? I mean, they do have Trubisky. But...
2: And I'm rooting for Trubisky because he was in Buffalo. And I know we were hard on Trubisky in, in Chicago, but you don't realize how much a bad team can drain a life out of you. And, you, you know, you saw glimpses of him in Buffalo happy, you know, actually enjoying the game again. So I'm pulling for them in Pittsburgh, but it's just – they don't – they just can't move the ball. And you talking about minus T.J. Watt on the defensive side? Nah. I'm going to take – I'm going to take under on the 38. I I would be surprised if these teams get the 30. (laughs) Um, Wow. And then I'll take – I'll take Cleveland five. I I think it's, you know, Pittsburgh – they get in field goal range they'd be lucky. I mean, you still got Miles Garrett on the other side. That's that's going to be a nightmare. You know what I'm saying? So, Cleveland got their most of their defense intact. Um, it's Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh had Watt and could kind of neutralize them on defense, you know, I would still pick Cleveland, maybe not the four and a half. I just think Cleveland got a little bit more offense. They they got the, the backs like you you Cleveland got everything working for him. Um, so I go under on the 38, but I give Cleveland
1: five. Okay. So I had three points on this game from the Pittsburgh side. Uh the first point was start Kenny Pickett. Number two was start Kenny Pickett, and number three was start Kenny Pickett. I mean, this this is this is when teams get in this situation, this frustrates me. You're not getting anything accomplished by playing a veteran in this situation. He's not giving you anything. So if he's not giving you anything, you might as well get the best of or start the clock on the future. Maybe they need to get the San Diego doctor to give him, you know, a shot, you know, puncture a lung or something, but something, I mean, like I just don't see the reasoning behind this. Um, Whenever you have a young player that the talent level for me is equal, then I, I'm taking a young player every time in that scenario because I have I know I have room to grow. I know that, yes, I have a lower floor, but I got a higher ceiling, and I'd rather shoot for the higher ceiling in that situation. And I don't even know if the floor is lower in this situation. But in terms of the number, Cleveland on the four and a half all day, and I'm going I'm to go over, but it ain't going to be much. It ain't going to be much. This is going to be one of them – in KG's world, this would be a shootout, 23-20. <laughs> so,
0: a shootout don't have to be 45-41 all the time.
1: It's called yeah. a shootout. That means you're emptying the clip. You're shooting. Yeah, but the thing is, it was a shootout, but they was using six
2: shooters, see? Uh, nah, nah. It was a shootout, and they all they did was clean the gun. They ain't, even, <laughs> they ain't even shoot. All they did was clean the gun and, Look, and, I, and take it apart. That's all they did.
0: I was trying to be, uh, I, I was trying to be, uh, uh you know, I giving. You. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to be giving. My Yo, man
2: in the 70s, man,
0: <laughs> he said, I get they should get, get picking in there, but the offensive line is pathetic. Probably don't want to get the young guy killed. Well, Mike Tomlin also said that Kenny Pickett will not see the field at any time during this season unless somebody gets hurt. And he wants to preserve him. He wants him to learn the position. you know. And this is something we've been calling for. So we've been talking about this for years. Take these young quarterbacks, give them a clipboard behind a, a, a accomplished veteran or, in this case, a veteran, and say, <laughs> hey, <laughs> say, hey, Watch this guy. Like, uh, uh, uh what was it? Um, Terod Taylor and uh, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. When Terod Taylor walked into the building, it was uh, what was his boy's name? Was it Hogan? And Baker Mayfield. They pulled up right when he pulled up, and they were all in the building together, learning. Yep. And Terad Taylor it. has a brilliant mind. He's gonna make a great offensive coordinator, head coach later on in his later on in life, because he he.
1: He's got a brilliant mind. He's got he he's enough systems that I can see him piece something together. But like I told you before, if I'm a young quarterback, I'm following Syrod wherever he go. Cause he's going to get hurt. Yeah. So I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start sooner or later. Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
0: And you know, but, we talked about this when Dwayne Haskins, God rest his soul was here and how he should be showing up at the park with Alex Smith and just talking and, and learning the position. Like, he shouldn't have never been pressed into duty so early. He should have been molded a little bit better, you know. But when you got a coach that don't want you, that's how you got it. Now, Kenny Pickett's in a different situation where he has a coach that wants him, and he doesn't want to just shove him out there and be like, "Hey, go, go in." You can't do that with everybody. And in, in Pittsburgh history, Bradshaw didn't do it, Roethlisberger didn't do it. So you, you know, the two greatest quarterbacks you have in your history that were drafted there, didn't get pushed into service early.
2: I thought played as a rookie.
0: Yeah, that's he when Maddox did. got hurt. Right.
2: Um, you know, we talk about all the time different organizations and, and, you know, different organizations on different levels. Pittsburgh is the elite when we talk about organizational functionality. All right. If Mike Tomlin said Kenny Pickett won't see the field, Mike Tomlin don't feel like he's ready. Like, you, could, you know, I know Big Jim don't like Big Ben. People can say what they want about Big Ben, but prime Big Ben was elite. You know what I'm saying? And you got a accomplished veteran head coach. You got somebody that knows a thing or two. So if he's seen Kenny Pickett in practice, and as bad as that offense, Bisky is, Cause he got he got some decent weapons. They should be moving the ball a little bit better than what they are. For him to say that he's not going to touch the field, that for, from for if that was Mike McCarthy, I don't care what he says. You know what I'm saying? It, you know if that was uh, Mike Rule in Carolina, like whatever, bro. Just go in the stands and sell hot dogs. Let us do let 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 us do the coaching. But hear from Mike Tomlin that it, it's it, if you. If you read between the lines of that, it just tells me he's not nowhere near ready for live bullets. He's just not – he's not ready. And then, you know, like like K.G. said, it could just be a Pittsburgh thing. Like, hey, we need you to learn before we throw you in the fire. You, we all know Trubisky's a stopgap until whoever comes along is ready to take that, that role. To, you know, if Trubisky comes in and moves the offense a little bit and they can, you know, fight for the division – than that, but you don't know which Mitch Trubisky is going to show up. You don't know um, how shell-shocked he is because, you know, these quarterbacks, once once they get kind of like the ropes thrown around them, they get shell-shocked and they get scared to let loose because they feel like at any time I could be pulled. Okay. And that could be another reason why Mike Tomlin said what he said, to kind of give Trubisky that confidence boost. Like, hey, I don't have to keep looking behind my back when we go three and out, three and out, three and out, interception, fumble, three and out. I don't have to keep looking behind my back and seeing Kenny Pickett warm up, just like uh, Ryan Tannehill did with Malik Willis the other day. That was a beautiful sight, boy. I love that. When Mike Rabel pulled him to the side, I said, "Yeah, here we go get that bum out of the game." That's another. That's another show. I can make a Ryan. T- I hate Ryan Tannehill podcast, and I could go 365 days a year but back to Pittsburgh. I think he's doing the right thing. Let Trubisky, he is what he is. Let's see if we can get some continuity, some, you know, see what we got, you know, and, and go from there. I I think if Trubisky is, it continues, you'll, you're going to see Pickett. Yeah. You're going to, I I just, I, 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 it's just go ahead, Ben.
1: No, I'm looking at a stat, man. This is killing me. Um, Pittsburgh has three touchdowns, three touchdowns. One of them is by Minka Fitzpatrick. They average 5.1 passing yards per attempt. Mm. The only thing that's good is – I mean, this isn't even good. The rushing game is giving you 3.8. Like at a certain point, I mean – and this is the only really thing I'm saying this for is because the veterans know who who can do what. And at a certain point, some guy with 10 years going to t- walk into Mike's office like, look, dog, I know you said he ain't <laughs> touching the field, but um, Mitch Mitch ain't doing nothing, man. So we got to make this move. And that's what it's going to be. So, I mean, it's however, however Mike wanted to go, but it's going to get to that point. It's going to be a point where the pipes burst. Go ahead.
2: I watched it for the last, not the not, uh, prior to 2019. Even with Josh Allen first year, he wasn't a great quarterback. But 2009 from from 99 2000 to 2019, I've watched NF quarterbacks because if you guys remember during those years, Buffalo had a top ten defense. If they could have had a quarterback. They, dog, they had dogfight games where that offense would be three and out the whole damn game. And it's, it is disheartening to the team. It's only so many times you can keep trotting back out there before your wheel breaks and you're tired. You're talking about three and out, three and out, three and out. That means your defense and your special teams are on field more. What happens when your players are fatigued? When your players are fatigued, that's when your mistakes happen. That's when your 75-yard runs happen. That's when your mistakes happen, communication breakdowns. That's when you're fatigued. You can be the top 10 defense for the last 10 years. But if you're on the field consistently, you're going to get – you. it's it, it just a, a certain point where it just snaps for you. Like, if the defense can't – I mean, if the offense can't move the ball, it's like we only can do so much, you know? Now – you have your animals, like the Ravens, that, like, look, if y'all put up 13 points, we got you. We win the game. That's that's a different breed of defense. There ain't no defenses out there like that now. You know, you got some very good defenses, and I talk shit about Tennessee, but they got a good, fast defense. They just ran into a, a stampede in Buffalo, you know, lack of better words.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
2: yeah, I mean, it's – even if TJ Watt was on the field for Pittsburgh and they were stopping him, you playing punt, 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 Cleveland, three and out Pittsburgh, three and out. It's like you watching tennis, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out punt. They on the 40, they get 15 yards, three and out try long field goal. You know, that's, you know, it, it, it's, I've seen it for 20 years. So, like Ben said, at some point, somebody's going to go into Mike. Mike Tomlin might go into Mike Tomlin's office. i like, look, I know what you said, <laughs> but that boy got to start. I, I know what you said, but that boy got to start. We got to get something going, you know. But mm-hmm. another, another thing is Mike Tomlin's not worried about his job. That's a whole – you get you get these quarterbacks that get thrown into the fire because these co- coaches are on a short leash and they need something to pop. You know, and as soon as they if they can get the, you know everybody's not Justin Herbert, everybody's not Kyla Murray, you if you get that guy in, and you can get a spark. You you your leash gets extended.
0: And here's the thing: I'm 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 address Mike Tomlin. That's the beauty of coaching in Pittsburgh. Chuck Noll coach from what sixty nine to ninety two. Uh. 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 Coward took over for him coach from 92 to 2006. And ever since then, Tom has been the coach three coaches in almost 60 years. Like that's, that's impressive. I used to say that about Dallas because you had Tom Landry, Jimmy Johnson, and then you had Barry Switzer, Dave, Kemp. then you started getting all the retreads and everything, but, the organizations that say, Hey, we understand it's going to be lean years. Pittsburgh. One of those times that that's one of those organizations. They say, yeah, we know it's going to be lean years. Um, as far as Trubisky goes, let's not forget 2018. Trubisky was 11 and three as a starter. Took them all the way to the wild card game. Their kicker lost that game, but Trubisky had some vision issues in that game as well. But, Let's not forget that the dude can play. Now, we don't know if we're going to get early Chicago Trubisky or we're going to get late
1: Chicago Trubisky, but Trubisky can play. I think that's that's just a lie. Um, God sorry. damn it. <laughs> I didn't unplug my fucking code. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but it's <laughs> <laughs> that team that, <scene laughs> that year went down the stretch. They barely scored and like. If it wasn't for Chicago's defense, they wouldn't have been. They wouldn't have won those ball games. Mm. Like, and like sometimes when we take records for quarterbacks, people forget that the quarterbacks thumped the joint up, and the defense carried them the whole time. And that's what happened there.
0: Here's the thing, and I'm, I'm being honest about this. Do not kill me on this one. <laughs> that Chicago defense in 2018 was it better than the Chicago defense of the uh what was that? The mid 2000s, the, the one the, the cardiac one. That was just was was that the one that was winning all the game, all the close games off of, uh, and overtime off of picks? Mike Brown was picking everything off of fumble recoveries. It was just a defense that was just on time. So they this, were bend but don't break.
1: So that Super Bowl that's the, team was led by Rex Grossman, and that was either Devin Hester had like four or five returns. They were a inter- they had interception returns. Their defense carried them for for a large part of that season. Yes, yes, but, and, and, and that's just what happened here. I don't think that defense is, is better.
0: Because they would have had the same return game. The, the, the crazy part about it is, uh, I, when I sat there and I saw Rex Grossman take them to a Super Bowl that year, I said, "See, if we would listen to Steve Spurrier and pick Rex Grossman, we could have been the Super Bowl." You
1: gotta have a big defense.
0: Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> but um, and then you talk about defense. BJ made a, 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 a an allude to, to defense, talking about Baltimore's defense. You know, they said score first. You know, score first and score 13. We got the rest because ain't nobody scoring on us. Make sure Jamal touched the ball 25 times on offense. That's it. That was their formula in 2000 to win. And I think if Jamal Lewis wouldn't have got hurt that following training camp, they would have went back and won another Super Bowl. They were missing a big piece out of the offensive uh, uh, backfield because Priest Holmes was gone. So Priest Holmes was gone. You had Jamal Lewis. The next thing you know, you don't have anybody. You just got Chester Taylor. So they would have went back that following year if jamal lewis wouldn't have got hurt and also they could assign themselves a better quarterback but trent Dill for sure all you got to do is have a quarterback that has the knowledge game manager but the problem that pittsburgh has is i don't think that i don't think they, they're going to realize their full potential because this pittsburgh team they have they may be down uh White on defense, but you still got Cameron Haywood, Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end. On offense, you got Najee Harris. You have um, 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 Chase Claypool and uh, George Pickens. You, they even got uh, Steven Sims. Now, Steven Sims is a good slot receiver. He can take the top off the D. Y'all shaking y'all head, but y'all, come on, man. The dude did it for, he did it with a mediocre quarterback here. Don't tell me it can't be done. He's inactive tonight. Steven Sims inactive, yeah. Well, I guess he won't be taking the top off the defense tonight. Right. <laughs> that's why I was shaking my head. <laughs> but I'm saying you have him, you gotta use him. He's a he's a good return man, too. As Detroit about him.
1: they got um Deontay Johnson. So with Deontay Johnson pickings, um, and what was the other kid you named? Um Playful. Playful. I mean, I think that's their three, and they roll with that, and then they got Frymouth at tight end. Yeah, and the thing is. When you got a bad
0: offensive line, just like when you got an aggressive defense, what's the key to winning quick passes slants, nothing that has to, nothing that you have to do a seven step drop. And it has to develop. It should be three to five steps. Get rid of the ball, three steps, draw play. I don't care. You got to do something. You have to offset that. And if you don't offset that, you're going to keep getting games where you're, you're losing 17, 14, or you're winning in a shootout with six shooters, 23 to 20.
1: Pow, pow, pow. pow.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's pretty much what it's doing. <laughs> pow, pow. It's, pow. That, it's that scene from um, what you call it, from Harlem Knights, where everybody <laughs> else got machine guns and he in the back is going, pah. That's 23 to 20 shootout. <laughs> exactly. that's, and that's exactly what it is. But stop shooting that little motherfucker. So I know now, it. I know now
2: when I see a 23-20 game, you on the edge of your seat, KG. Because that's a shootout for you.
1: It's
0: like,
2: man, man He man. probably he probably sweating, got a towel man. over his shoulder.
0: <laughs> man, I've been on the edge of my seat for a three-nothing game before.
2: Oh man.
0: And the only Dang. reason why I was three-nothing, it wasn't defense. It was just it was a windy game and they couldn't get nothing going. It was windy and it was rainy. I don't know if you remember that been uh Redskins versus the Jets. I want to say that was like 94 in the Meadowlands. It was rainy, it was windy, and the Jets beat them 3 nothing. They couldn't move the ball. I was I'm sitting there like, do something. I'm poking them with a stick, do something. They didn't do anything in that game. So changing
2: the that, subject real quick, changing the subject real quick. Did y'all see what St. Brown from uh, Detroit said about uh De'Ami Brown? Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that.
1: You, I like did,
2: you, did you hear that Midnight Rider? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And if I'm Deami, I take that and put it on the wall
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I find some hands and then I go to work.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: you got to find some hands. Finding the hands. Yep.
0: But how do you find hands? jugs machine after practice you should be catching at least you start out with 100 next day 200 300 you should be catching them all day long
1: his, his other problem was that room got too good too quick like i mean once samuel came back healthy and then you get Dotson. i mean Dotson. i mean it's like he's already full at best and then cam came in and played so that's now now you're five and I ain't even going to lie to you, that's Milne only look pretty good, so <laughs> you're six.
0: And, and that's the crazy thing that I said in the offseason. I said the, the receiver room is going to be the hardest room to judge because it's so much talent there. And the guys, they actually let go or retire. Because I thought Gandy Golden, when they said he was going to move the tight end, I said, oh, shoot, pencil him in as the number two tight end. There. You know, you can do something with him. He big, he strong. He retired. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He went back to school.
1: Mm-mm. What? No, no, no. <laughs> Amy <Jamie laughs> Golden was done when Bates, when Bates showed you he could block and then you got Turner in and hopefully next week you'll see Cole Turner. His 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 thing was done because he was going to be four for fifth. Mm, true. And so they but they fighting for four they, for fifth right there. They kept four.
0: And, and then- that was Armani Rogers. Yeah, and uh, Reyes got hurt because I had Reyes penciled in as one of mine. I, th- I said he was going to either be three or four, but I found out he couldn't. the 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 shots that they were sending, you know, that you would see on social media, he was looking good. But I found out, yeah, he's putting in the work, but he can't play the position. He's not going to be one of those basketball converts that can play tight end. Right. Exactly. But I'm just. Oh my goodness. If 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 Deami Brown needs somebody to work with him, I'm sure the boss BJ still got quarterbacking skills. I'm sure he'll throw the ball. I I know I do. I I can I can still sling it about 45-50 yards on a, on a bad day with a flick of the wrist. So
2: Yeah, you talking about starting off 100 at the judge machine. He need to start off at 1000 and just stand there and just and they just have him coming at like 70-80 miles an hour. That was, to and to me that's not I want you to get better. That's I'm trying to hit you with these balls so you leave. <laughs> I want you to go home and quit. That's what I want you to do. Because here's the thing, and you've been talking about these, these Washington low-grade receivers for a couple of years. Oh but When, God, you, go, when you come in here to any team, it's not just Washington, and you don't show your skill set right away. Just like the coaches I said, they, you got this short leash. By the time we get Dotson, a healthy Samuel back and McLaurin on the hook, we don't need you. Because it's always, to me, it's just like, yeah, you you might have the skill set, but then when you get to these higher levels of NFL, NBA, now it's work ethic. Now it's how much time are you putting in the field room? And that's what separates guys. Because you could tell who comes out there and don't know what the hell they're doing, where they're supposed to be running to. And the guys you have been speaking of the last couple years—they are those guys. They don't know where the hell they're supposed to go. You know, like it's not—it's not an accident that Dotson came in, and it's already a monster. It's not an act. It, he has the talent, and then he is—is like he knows where he's supposed to be. His route running is crisp. That is practice. That is—that's that extra work to be good. And some guys are good with just making the team, getting a couple checks, being on a practice squad. Those aren't the guys I want. I don't want these guys. That's why I say I would set up the judgment scene. I would I would probably break the motor. Like as far as as hard as it can crank, let it go for him. And then I want him to crowd, cry, run off the field crying, that was my mama's chain. <laughs> <laughs> I want you gone. I want you gone. I, I don't want you. I, I, my receiver, I, I can get somebody, like it's somebody on the street with more hunger. So, and I'm not just talk, talking about that; these particular receivers. I'm talking about all across the board. It's always somebody waiting in the wings, and some some players don't play like that. They play like I'm, I made it. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it, the the hunger and the drive stops. It's like, yeah, you made it, but don't forget, it's a draft every year. It's free agency. To get another shot, so I mean, like seriously, if I can say with confidence that you can go get Ocho Cinco or Terrell Owens, and to outperform those those four through six Washington receivers, you don't need to be on the damn team.
0: I, I you don't I need agree to be on the, the damn
1: the team. I agree. No, and I'm with you. I'm with you. But I, I'm again. I won't. I think y'all heard you say something about Ocho Cinco. Like, I want to go older receivers. I'll take a young guy, take the young kids, and um, try to figure it out. Because it's maybe. just, I, 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 again, I want, it's no need me having a one-year guy or you one-year player if you're going to go six and ten or you're going to go eight and nine. I'd rather, in that scenario, get something. That maybe we get something to develop. Like, you know, what we haven't talked about with this team is they've got two safeties. That came out in like the fifth and seventh round and came curl and um Derek force that probably look like they're ballers and should be in the league for at least 10 years. And somebody, they should be ready to re up in the next two years. So I think sometimes people get scared of going with the youth, but sometimes you need the youth to figure it out.
0: I'm going to say two things, two things. Number one, If you want De'Ami to fix his hands, now this might be seem like abuse now, and I'm as I think about it, I'm like this might sound like abuse, but you can't really see it. But I still got the calluses in my hand. We used to have a football, and we had a nail in the in the air hole. So it was a nail with a nice head on it that we bent up. So it taught you how to catch with your hands instead of catching with your body. You had to catch with your hands so that nail didn't tear you up and it got to the point where I never dropped any passes because of that, because of how I learned how to catch one hand, two hands. I can catch my fingertips. If I got my hands on it, it was mine. Still like that to this day. Maybe that's what he needs. He maybe needs some of that tough old-school eighty shit <laughs> if he ain't got no hands. But that might be abuse in their eyes these days.
2: Let me, let me clean up what I said. I, I'm not saying they should sign Ocho Cinco or Terrell Owens. What I'm saying is if I can go get those two guys and right. they can outperform you as as I don't need you.
1: Right. And we're on the I same page you. there. We're, yeah. we're on the same page with that.
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't need you. If I can go get a guy off the street and he can outperform you, why do you have a roster spot? And it mm-hmm. I know it sounds harsh, but it's a business. The game is winning, the game is to have the best depth that you can. And mm-hmm. if if you have a, a significant drop off from your first three receivers, now granted. Curtis Samuel's been a number one. McLaurin has been the number one here for the last couple of seasons, and now you have uh, Jahan Dotson. That looks like a number one. So you you got a you got a small three headed monster brewing here. Um, it's just like, look, you can still do stuff to get on the field, special teams. It's just like, where are you standing out at? You know, where are you putting in that effort? Are you, you know. I, I, it's just so many things to go with these guys that are always practice wise guys, and they got potential. Like you get, I've heard that for twenty years in Buffalo. That's why I, I just don't have the ears for it when I hear it.
0: I'm gonna say, I gotta go the other way because if, if, the way I know Ocho Cinco can play, I know T.O. can play. If I need fucking, I, I need that energy. I'll take it. man. I take. I take a one year fly. Should I take a two year fly? I take a forty eight year old receiver. Ain't no. Ain't no other Hall of Famer ever came out of retirement to play. All I need. Give me two deep sevens every game, and take the top off the defense. Ain't nobody kept keeping up with you. That's it. I just want to air it out once, once a half. That's all you got to do. Two million dollars. Let's go. You
1: don't remember Cincinnati Terrell Owens, do you? <sighs> yeah, yeah, do. Mm, yeah, that. He still run four five, but them wheels on the bus just ain't going round and round like they used to. No, because I, I thought, give you a four five just in, in a sprint every now and yeah, then, but yeah. all game long, I don't
0: know, no, man. No, 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 no. But I, I will say this about T.O. T.O. in Cincinnati. I like him and Ocho Cinco together, and I was like, that's if that would have happened five to seven years before, you would have had the best receiving duo in a long time. I, I think that that had the, the, the opportunity to be Jerry Rice, John Taylor type where you didn't, it was like pick your poison because yeah. it didn't, it didn't matter who was going the, lo-
1: the level of disrespect to my man, TJ Hoosman's You're killing me, man. No, it's no disrespect to You're him. Killing me, man. It's no disrespect to him. And I thought that they had, with all three
0: of them together, I thought they had the three best. It, it went, uh, when it was Hushman's Ocho Cinco, And uh Chris Henry, I was like, You got three receivers that nobody can stop. It's pick your poison. Just didn't have a quarterback. Carson couldn't stay healthy. If and I was like, yo, where's the USC Carson? I mean, just who? Let's just say those uh those Marvin Lewis, those Marvin Lewis Bengals teams really. Really left a lot to be desired. It left a lot on the table. So mm-hmm. I will say that. So but uh, we gotta get up out of here. Game starting soon. So and we hit our mark. So for the boss BJ, the midnight rider, I'm the big guy KG. As you always know, we don't do no overtime. We are out of here.